0: Hello and hello. Welcome to the Movie Bugle podcast. My name is Justin and I am so excited that you guys have decided to listen to me talk about movies and TV shows. (laughs) As always, please be sure to follow me on my Instagram page at the Movie Bugle. You can also follow me on my Twitter page at the Movie Bugle. I try to post as much stuff as I can. Um, I know I need to get better at it. I know. I know. it's a whole thing. But I'm definitely on the socials I at least try to get You know when I'm posting The next day Or that week Or anything like that Um, There's a lot of uh, News announcements Surrounding Like you know Marvel and stuff And everything like that Going on right now So I try to post anything That's exciting to me But but make sure to follow me And uh, tell your friends And everything about it as well The Movie Bugle Is available All over the socials All over the internet So you can find me On Google Podcast. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple. I'm on TuneIn, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. So be sure to tune in and welcome. Now, this particular episode, I just wanted to do like, it's going to be like a little bit of a review of Eternals. I also want to talk about some uh, Disney Plus stuff. And then, so this is going to be a Disney Marvel centric, you know uh episode i know i talk about disney and marvel marvel's particular you know a lot but that's you know one of my favorite you know brands out there right now so i'm going to talk about it it's my show <laughs> but anyways um this is going to be another news episode but also i'm going to include my internals review in here as well because i didn't get a chance to review it last week Anyways, um, so I have three topics for you guys We're just going to go down the list And just talk about, you know, some different things as well The first topic I have here I have um, is regarding Captain America 4 So Marvel VP says that Sam Wilson Will have to earn the title Of Captain America and Captain America 4 Now if you are not Familiar you know Disney Plus They started their Disney Marvel Shows this year with WandaVision We also had you know Falcon and the Winter Soldier we've had Loki we have What If we have Hawkeye coming next week so you know, they've been doing really, really good For the most part, you know, with overall With all their series and learn. There's a lot of stuff that's coming out That's going to actually lead into the topic number two But Falcon and Winter Soldier came out a little bit earlier this year It was a phenomenal show I talked about it in season one of the Movie Bugle podcast Talked about the character Isaiah Bradley I talked about some of the different, you know, storylines and stuff Regarding post-snap and what does that mean for everything Really good discussions Well, Spoiler alert, if you didn't watch the show, you know, Sam Wilson was given the shield at the end of Avengers Endgame from Steve Rogers because Steve Rogers had went back in time and grew up normally. So he was old now. He was old Steve Rogers. So he passed the batons to Sam Wilson, who was Falcon. Anyways, by the end of that show, he pretty much became... Captain America and uh, I would say part of the storyline of that particular show was about him accepting that role about him whether or not he should do it or not he had conversations with Isaiah Bradley and uh, he became Captain America by the internet show so for this thing to come out and it says that Sam Wilson still has to earn the right to become Captain America I find this to be a little problematic and here's why First off I definitely feel Like this is not a good Look for the direction of that character I don't understand why y'all spent Six episodes talking about Sam pretty much becoming Captain America only for Y'all to be like he still has to earn the right Um saying You know there's also a saying within the black community That we have to work twice as hard to get Half of what they got and When this announcement came out That's immediately what everyone was talking about How like a Us as black people Especially black men You know In a white society We have to work Twice as hard As everyone else To get half of what everyone else gets so i think that this is sort of also being applied to sam wilson because if you take steve rogers and not taking anything away from him but he was only reason why he was captain america is because he was given the super soldier serum you know if you go back to captain america one he was you know in the army super scrawny super skinny all that good stuff like that and he volunteered himself to be a part of this program And he became Captain America He became, you know, the embodiment of Captain America He also had good morals and everything like that as well But he became the embodiment of that character Once he took the super soldier serum Sam Wilson doesn't want to take the serum You know, he's already proven himself in my opinion He was in, you know, he fought in the Iraqi war You know what I mean? He's fought alongside the Avengers this entire time Without any powers, you know, he's been a a superhero within his own self, he's developed technology and all the stuff like that. And now that he actually have the, the title of becoming Captain America, he has to earn that. Where they do that at? I don't know. Um, so one of the things that I was, you know, I was thinking is he doesn't want to take the super soldier serum. So maybe I was saying on the opposite side um he doesn't want to take it so maybe that's the reason why because he's going to go up against people who are actually you know super powered or whatever the case may be where physically he's not able to go against them but i don't i don't know like i don't understand what it means by he has to earn the title of captain america because i'm even thinking like you know in Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know, I want people to go and watch it, so I'm not gonna give too much away. But he went against superpower individuals, you know. He struggled with the the turmoil of you know taking upon that that legacy, that baton. He understands the assignment, what it means as far as a black man being a Captain America, you know in a in a predominantly white society so i i can understand that piece of it but i just i don't know i just, I feel like this is it can definitely go the wrong way we don't already don't have a lot of superhero um individuals who are of color within any type of you know either whether it's Marvel or DC and i feel like we we have a lot Of you know of the other side And they don't have to earn that right You know Black Widow is a non-powered Super individual she didn't have to earn the title Of being Black Widow you know what I mean She's able to stand alongside Of everyone else she even sacrificed herself In all of uh, you know in Endgame To get the Soul Stone So I don't know I don't know I just think it's kind of weird That Sam Wilson has to still earn the right. Where we literally spent an entire series with him earning the title of becoming black uh, of of sorry, not Black Captain America, but just Captain America in general, and he still has to earn it in Captain America Four. I don't know. Meaning let me know what you guys think about that they don't have a set day yet they already have a slew of movies and tv shows that are coming over the next couple of years so i don't really see uh captain america 4 coming until either fall 2023 or even 2024 because we already have 2022 slated we even have the beginning of 2023 slated at this point it's a very crowded schedule over there which leads me into topic number two Disney just celebrated two years of Disney Plus with the online event that happened this past Friday, you know, November 12th. The, the event was on Friday, the event of 12th. Um, it went from 6 a.m. Pacific time to 9. And pretty much what they did was every five to 10 minutes, they announced um, different things that are coming to the streaming platform um, with like titles or, you know, fan art or clips or trailers or whatever the case may be. It was really cool. I knew that they were planning some type of event as far as like Disney Plus Day. Um, They also released Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings and Jungle Cruise with uh, Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson on Disney Plus free of charge for for their subscribers um, on that same day as well, as well as some other um, properties like Olaf's. Oh, I I forgot what it was called But it's like an Olaf little short thing that they have Where Olaf is telling different um, stories Like Disney stories from his point of view So that's pretty cute You know, they have some other stuff National Geographic stuff That they all released on the 12th But pretty much on that day They just talked about everything that's coming To the streaming platform over the next year Some things that stuck out to me Obviously was um, all the Marvel stuff I'll get to that in a second But some of the Disney stuff that they talked about um, was like uh, They have a live action Pinocchio With Tom Hanks that's coming They have a Hocus Pocus 2 They've been talking about for a long periodically time um, That's supposed to be coming fall of 2022 They have Welcome to Earth Which is a National Geographic special With Will Smith I think it's like a 6 or 7 like series Or something like that that's coming they also have The Proud Family. So I want, I want to talk about Proud Family for a second. It's called The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder. I think they did bring back a lot of the original, um, like um, like Kyla Pratt is coming back to... Um, Uh, to revoice her to her role Um, I think they did bring back a lot of people who were in the original and they also brought in some new talent in there as well I wonder if Destiny's Child is going to come back and do the single like the the, because they have to if you're not going to use the original theme song for Proud Family you got to bring you got to bring the girls back I think that would be so cool if they can get Destiny's Child and Solange back in the studio for that so Proud Family is coming I'm super excited for that I love the Proud Family I used to watch it all the time with my, my brother and my sister you know is on the originals on disney plus now and the new ones coming next year they also drop a little bit of stuff for star wars which honestly like i'm not like i'm a fan i'm like a more casual fan of star wars but for those who are diehard like my excitement for marvel there's people out there who has the same excitement for like star wars i feel like they did them dirty um they didn't really announce too much stuff They did announce, they dropped like this behind the scenes things for the, an Obi-Wan show that's coming. But the the thing with that is the day before it was leaked online. So I guess fans was like, okay, well we get that. Maybe they have a trailer coming or something like that. They have Ewan McGregor coming back as Obi-Wan. Hayden Christensen is actually reprising the role as Darth Vader. He was Anakin Skywalker in the original, well not the original, but the prequels of Star Wars that was like early 2000s, late 90s. Um, so he's revi- he's reprising his role As Darth Vader So that's going to be really cool I will probably watch that Just because of I recognize the characters And stuff like that um, They I know they have a Boba Fett show Coming December of this year um, I'm not too familiar With that character themselves But they could have you know Putting out some more information about that. They have an Ahsoka show coming. Rosario Dawson is in that. Um, they have a few things that are coming, but they didn't really talk about any of that. So I feel like those who are really into Star Wars, they were given the short end of the stick because all of their properties and stuff they didn't really talk about. They did have like this little event. Well, they they posted you know a lot of stuff on Twitter, but then they also. Posted certain like special looks and stuff on Disney Plus I guess to try to drive the the, the traffic or whatever over there as well because that's the whole purpose of the Disney Plus event so they did like this little thing for Pixar very underwhelming um, I know they have Lightyear coming Next year But that's gonna Go to theaters And I understand That this is an event That was focused For Disney Plus The biggest thing That they talked about Was a tomato uh, Series that's coming I'm honestly over Cars I love Cars Land And Disneyland I actually liked The first Cars movie The third one was okay um, I like it better Than the second one I don't remember The second one at all I don't You know I don't I, didn't, I don't think I liked it I know it was tomato centric You know I'm going to be honest about something. Characters like Tomater or even Dory or um, I'll say like the Minions they are really, really good attachment characters. They're good side characters in the overall story. When they start getting their own stuff, they become annoying to me. Um, that's the, the one of the biggest problems I have with Finding Dory. Like, I feel like Dory was already annoying in Finding Nemo movie, uh, but it worked because she was like the comedic relief in a very serious situation. So it worked, um, but it, it, like even minions, like you know, the minions are there for the comedic relief as the story is going for like Despicable Me. But when they got their own movie, I was like, all right, come on now, um, Dory getting her own movie, Tomator getting his own stuff. I'm just like, all right, it's it's a lot. But you know they have an audience for it You know so I'm not hating on it at all This is not me hating on it I'm just saying it's not for me Um, I know that Disney the platform has a lot of stuff On there for families or for children and stuff like that But they also have some stuff as well for the adults What's interesting is they actually was, they didn't put it out for the event, but it was put out there that there's going to be a Predator prequel. I don't know if it's going to be a television series or a movie that is actually coming to hulu now for those of you guys who don't actually know disney actually owns majority share of hulu now so hulu has been roped into the disney umbrella reasoning being is hulu was an individual company that you know all the different studios and stuff had shares in well when disney bought fox disney became majority owner share so they now have hulu that's why you see the bundles for like hulu disney plus and um espn because those are all companies of disney now so any of their r-rated content anything that's put out by fox that's like r-rated or more adult like uh one of my favorite shows that's on there is called love simon love simon was actually no sorry love victor love simon was the movie i love the movie as well but love love victor it's a coming of age you know lgbtq story super super great i love it but anyways it was supposed to go on disney plus but they decided to put it on hulu just because of the material in it i don't really understand why it's not that bad at least the first season the second season they, they did lean a little bit more into the i would say more adult themes and uh, rough conversations and stuff just because hulu has you know i guess a, a bigger platform or it is more stuff that's allowed on there but anyways getting back to predator they announced this prequel And anything that's like R-rated or risque Or anything that's like that That can't go on Disney Plus They'll put over there on Hulu So they are working on that as well I'm really sad because um, In America we have Hulu right If you go to overseas like Europe Or anything like that They don't have Hulu So within the Disney Plus app They actually worked in another tab called Star um, I think I talked about this on You know on one of my previous shows But Star is Is the adult section of Hulu, sorry, of Disney Plus? All the content that you'll see in Hulu will be in Star. I wish we had Star over here, not to get it confused with Stars um s-t-a-r-z is not that this is just star um i don't know what's the meaning behind the name star but um pretty much it's their their tab and i think you can you can make it password protected age restricted that way if you do have family and you want to keep your kids out of that tab you can make it like restricted and stuff so it's really cool i wish we had star over here in america but we don't Anyways, the stuff that I'm actually really interested in um, is the Marvel stuff. So they announced a slew of Marvel titles that are coming. I don't think all this stuff is coming in 2022 because if it is, I feel like it'll definitely be a little bit overkill at this point. Like, I love it, but also, like, sometimes I need a break. Um, I know this year, including Hawkeye, we got Hawkeye, we have Loki, we have What If. Falcon and Winter Soldier, and we have WandaVision. So five Marvel-centric shows in one year. And I can definitely say that that's probably like a good place. I know a lot of the shows only have like six episodes. WandaVision had nine. I know Loki and uh, Falcon had six. Uh, Hawkeye only has six. Uh, What If I think had nine. So I would say if you give me four to five shows that has a good solid nine episodes, I'm here for that. But anyways, let's get into it really quick. So they announced an X-Men 97 An animated show based on a 90's X-Men cartoon Super excited about that We got some images and first actual video footage Of Moon Knight which is coming She-Hulk which is coming And Ms. Marvel So I don't really know anything about the character Moon Knight All I know is Oscar Isaac is playing the title role um, I think he is um, His descent is like Israeli or something like that um, His costume reminds me of Batman But he's he's an actual character if you've seen eternals i don't want to give any spoilers away unless you've actually seen it but there's going to be a connection to moon knight and one of the characters i talked about from eternals so i'm super excited about that she hulk obviously you know mark ruffalo is reprising his role as you know the hulk and there, bruce banner but we're also getting um she hulk i believe the character is uh, bruce banner's cousin and um, that's that's supposed to be like a like a comedy type thing, but from what they originally said back in the Disney Investors Day last year, is that. Um, because the character, I actually should look her up really quick, but the character of She-Hulk, she's a lawyer, so you, she can actually defend, I guess, people like whatever, and she she does, so you can see characters like Daredevil show up and they have sort of teased that you you may never know which character may make a surprise appearance because they needed a, a defense attorney in there, so I'm actually really excited about that, I love when they actually intertwine stuff together, I, I get a really good kick about that, I feel like one of my biggest complaints, or so one of my only and biggest complaints about WandaVision is that Doctor Strange never showed up. Now, they did come out and say that Dr. Strange was originally supposed to show up. If you've seen the show, all of the vision, all the, the commercials was supposed to be Dr. Strange's way of trying to get through to Wanda and the Hex, but they sort of took that out because they didn't want Dr. Strange's cameo to be bigger than Wanda's story, and I felt like it wouldn't have, and I also felt like it would have served purpose. I know this is a side note really quick, but you know, Doctor Strange is supposed to be a protector of the mystical arts, and he's supposed to be a protector of reality. All this stuff happened in Westview, New Jersey, which is right outside New York, New York, where Doctor Strange is at. Do you not think that all this stuff was happening in Doctor Strange or Wong wasn't made aware? Come on now. Anyways, I digress. Miss Marvel, um, it's I don't like I don't know too much about that character Kamala Khan. Um, I don't know too much about the character herself. I do know that they changed her power sets a little bit from the comic book t- to live action. So I'm curious to see how that's going to be given. She's very much giving me, you know, superpowers, you know, stuff like that. She she gets her name Miss Marvel because she idolizes like Captain Marvel and like different people like that. So that's why she got her her powers sorry, her name from. That was supposed to come out this year, but I guess they pushed it back. It's coming out, I guess, summer of 2022 now. So I'm really excited about that. Some other stuff that they also talked about was What If season two. I wasn't really a big fan of What If at the beginning, but towards the end, I actually became a fan of it. We have a new show called Echo. I don't know anything about it other than the fact that I guess Echo is a character that's supposed to come out of the Hawkeye series is about to come up. So I have to keep an eye out for that. We have an animated Spider-Man freshman year that's coming, which is kind of funny because Spider-Man character is actually still owned by Sony. So I'm very curious to see how Sony and Marvel is able to make the continuous partnership of them using Spider-Man. And he's going to have his own animated show on, their, on Disney's platform. So I'm super excited about that. You know, Spider-Man is my favorite character. Always love that. We have an Iron Heart show that is coming. It was already announced, but, you know, they changed the logo a little bit. Ariane Hart, Riri Williams, um, who is actually being portrayed by Dominic Thorne. If you've seen the movie, oh, it's oh, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Yes She was in that movie Really, really charismatic Very strong, you know uh, Very strong actress so I'm really excited about that She's actually supposed to make her first appearance In the MCU in Black Panther Wakanda Forever um, they're act- I've actually seen pictures of her on set so she is in that movie. And my theory is so if you don't know about Ironheart, Ironheart is in the comments. If you look at it, she's like the female um, Iron Man. That's where the, the Ironheart comes from. And pretty much what it is is she gets she, I guess she goes to MIT or she's some type of, you know, she she's she's brilliant. She has a smart mind. And I don't know if she does it after I, the Tony Stark dies in the comic or Iron Man dies, or she just gets inspired in general, but she develops her own Iron Man suit based off of Iron Man because she, she likes that. So I'm thinking what's going to happen, especially with her coming out of Black Panther 2, she goes to MIT and they actually went up to Boston. This is actually a little bit of a spoiler alert, so... I apologize I should have given you guys a warning I apologize so if you want to if you want to hear this part this is a potential spoiler for Black Panther 2 um this is just me piecing together information and all the stuff that I've found online uh from legit set photos and you know confirmation stuff like that so if you don't want to I would say just skip ahead a little bit I'm just gonna you know break down the character of uh, Ironheart just for a little bit but anyways In Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, they're gonna have a scene where Shuri and Okoye and whoever else is gonna actually go up to Boston, or if it's not the physical place Boston, but they're supposed to go to MIT to either pick up um, Riri Williams or check her out or whatever the case may be. As you already know, Shuri in the comic, sorry, Shuri in Black Panther in the MCU, she's supposed to be one of the smartest minds in the entire world. She's up there with Bruce Banner and you know, up there with Iron Man and all stuff like that. So she has a brilliant mind. So I wouldn't be surprised if she's looking for other prospects to train and stuff. And rumor has it, she's supposed to actually be picking up the mantle of to your know, Black Panther because T'Challa, aka, you know, Chadwick has been passed away. They're not recasting him. That's a whole nother conversation. But anyways, um, you know, so Shiri's gonna be Black Panther and Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. and they're gonna go try to recruit, I guess. Um Miss Riri Williams. So I'm curious that maybe Ironheart is gonna be in Wakanda. Or whatever the case may be, because she has to develop her own suit. I know she's gonna be fighting some people. I'm really curious to see what that's gonna be like. I hope they get someone really good to direct it. I want a black director. Um, I want someone like Ava DuVernay. Um, I want someone who, or uh, Nia Dacosta. She directed um, Candyman. She's also supposed to be directing um, the Marvel, uh, the Marvels, Captain Marvel two. I want someone like that to direct it, only because. It's, you're telling a story about a black girl So I I want someone Black to tell that story And I want it to be as authentic as possible So that's my only thing But I'm really excited about that Another property that I'm Really excited about is Agatha House of Harkness So if you've seen WandaVision WandaVision introduced a character Agnes aka Agatha Harkness um, They had a, a great Battle at the end And at the end of WandaVision uh, you know want to put uh, I guess her in a spell That um, Allowed her to stay in Westview And she could never leave As the persona of Agnes So I guess Agatha the House of Harkness We can get um, Backstory you know they showed a little Scene of how she defeated her Coven back in the day They can introduce some other stuff You know MCU they're getting to the point Where we're beyond the initial characters and stuff like that we're gonna start getting some of really deep you have to know some comics characters now uh, you have to know some stories and stuff so I definitely feel like with Agatha House of Harkness we're gonna get like some mystical stuff we're about to get Blade we're about to get you know all like these different things we're getting witches now so I think that with this is a way that we can bring some of those elements in there organically I'm really excited I love Catherine Han as um, Agatha Harkness I thought She was amazing She's supposed to come back And reprise her role I think this show Is actually going to be The unofficial WandaVision Season 2 Because you can't really do the same thing for a season two of WandaVision. But I feel like WandaVision was such a huge hit that it only makes sense for them to do a season two. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm super excited. There's no release date or anything like that yet. But I don't I don't think it's going to come out next year and maybe 2023 that we may get House of Harkness. I'm pretty sure they're going to like film it all next year and then just put it all together. Put a little bow on it and everything like that. And we'll get it after that. So super excited about that Um, They did announce The Loki season 2 But we already knew That was coming They said it at the end Um, I'm wondering If that will actually Show up right before Ant-Man Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania Because uh, Jonathan Majors Who showed up As a surprise cameo In the Loki season finale As being He He Remains Is also The character Of Kang the Conqueror Who's supposed to show up In that movie as well We don't know How long that character Is going to be around Kang is a huge villain in the MCU on the Marvels in general Um, so I I'm really curious to see what's gonna happen with that Then we also have Secret Invasion that's coming. That's supposed to reprise uh, Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Uh, We're supposed to get you know the scrolls back. Secret Invasions in the storyline pretty much is the scrolls have infiltrated Earth. Obviously, there's people, the scrolls living among us, and we don't know who's a scroll, who's not. In the comics, scrolls were normally bad people, but in the MCU, we have a mixture of some being good, some being bad, and I think they're gonna play into that. You know they. They take over people's identities I don't know if they killed the original person Or whatever the case may be We did find out that Samuel L. Jackson Was a scroll um, At the very end of Of um, Spider-Man No Way Home So and the real Samuel L. Jackson Was actually up and out of space on a sword ship So that's really cool I'm really excited about that But yeah they announced a whole bunch of stuff Super excited about it You know Disney Plus is like I said, it's only been around for two years. Um, they had a special, I think it's already expired. You can get the for your first month free of Disney Plus for $199 but after that it's $7.99 each month it's a lower uh, price point than like say Netflix Netflix still has the highest um, amount of subscribers out of all of them they've also been around the longest so that makes the most sense and Netflix has built enough of a library where they're able to put out weekly content monthly content Disney is not there yet um, they have a lot of different properties and IPs and stuff but they don't have enough to where they can put out content on that much of a continual basis um, so I'm curious you know I feel like Marvel has been leading the, whole, the the streaming platform, you know, because they have. I feel like Marvel and Star Wars to a defense, but Star Wars will only really have one major live action show. And that was a the Mandalorian. They have like other stuff like Bat, Batch and you know they have you know Clone Wars and stuff like that, uh, animated shows, which you know they they still resonate with the Star Wars fans and stuff like that. But I feel like live action, you know, stuff. Marvel has been leading the way, have been bringing a lot of people to Disney Plus. So I'm really curious to see what's going to happen with the the, the service in the future. Um, but I was really excited about it. I had a lot of fun. You know, I got up super early. I wasn't planning on getting up that early. I just happened to wake up and just check Twitter because I knew that um, it was a day. I didn't know if they were going to announce anything. And I just happened to just be online and watch people's reactions to stuff and was reacting to my own. I posted a little bit of it on my social media. So super excited about that. So that is topic number two. The last topic and I saved this one for last because we're gonna go in not that much um, for the internals but I wanted to give my overall thoughts about it and just talk about a few things as well regarding the internals movie. So Eternals was released in theaters. Um, it was directed by Chloe Zhao. If you don't know who Chloe Zhao is she actually directed uh, Nomad Land which won her an Oscar. So I just wanted to give my overall thoughts about it and then we could talk about because it is a lot of controversy surrounding the Eternals movie, which is very fascinating. It's very fascinating. So overall, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I felt like it was good. Uh, a very different uh, storytelling um, You still had your action and stuff like that in there But I feel like from the story-wise pacing You know, overall It was a very different film Than other MCU Marvel movies um, I do feel like it was a lot though I feel like a lot happened um, It was kind of late So I did doze off for a little bit Um But but for the most I caught like everything I needed to catch But I I need to watch it again to fully understand what was going on Because like I said it was a lot Um, But like I said overall I did enjoy it Um, There was two post credit scenes We're going to go over that in just a little bit But I want to talk about you know some of the controversy that's surrounding Eternals because it's a lot and I feel like some of it is you know a little bit too out there but some of it is kind of like okay I can understand your point but I still don't really agree um one thing is Eternals has the lowest Rotten Tomato score of all the MCU movies right now I think before I started to write this it was in the 40s the lowest scored movie from MCU, and I'm not talking about all Marvel movies. I'm talking about MCU cinematic related since Iron Man 1 up until now. The lowest uh, uh, score is, I think, Thor The Dark World, which is the second one. And even then, you know, they decided to take that movie because that movie did have an infinity stone in it. So they decided to take that and make it a major plot point in um, Avengers Endgame, which I f- felt like it was clever because it made people like, oh, let me go back and rewatch this movie and see, you know, like whatever, give it another chance, like, you know, all that good stuff. But. This is the lowest score Like the lowest Um, I feel like This reminds me Of like Batman versus Superman Not from like Story elements Or anything like that Just on how Divided the fans are You have like The fans are very divided On how they feel About this movie On you have very little people in the middle Like I feel like I fit in the middle Where it was like you know it was good it wasn't the best But you know it was good Um, I feel like it could have been A little bit better but it wasn't Horrible and I I don't agree with the rock tomato Score I feel like it could be in the 70s um, Like a solid You know C plus B minus type thing Um, Only because I feel like you know and I'll get into It a little bit but anyways um, You have half the fandom who was like yes It's the best movie ever and then you have The other half of the fandom was like this is the worst movie i never want to watch this again and when i saw it i was like what are you guys talking about because i feel like marvel from the beginning was like oh this movie is gonna be in the bag they released it at this time so it could be an awards contender everyone was so excited you have an all-star cast they're all doing superpowers. The biggest complaint going into the movie that people had was a, from a story element of the Eternals: is y'all supposed to be these all-powerful beings who's been around for thousands and thousands of years? Where the hell were y'all when Thanos wiped out half the universe? So they addressed it in the movie. You know what I mean? I think that was, that's what I'm saying. Like that was the only I think complaint people had going into it. But they were curious to see what their answer was going to be. But they addressed it. They addressed it head on. And there's other stuff leading around it. And there's all these conspiracies and thought processes. And stuff that's coming even out of it That people are still talking about From that story element alone But people really had Problems with this movie and I thought It was super super weird Like how people are still Like hating on this movie One big controversy is The LGBTQ feedback Uh, I feel like it's very corny Um, There is pretty much countries out there That was saying if uh, I guess when they did test screenings over there They saw there was a same sex Couple and it and it was very it was very normal in the sense of it was just two fathers that had a son, and you know it was one of those things. But they were like, you need to take that out the movie, and Disney didn't. You know, good on them for not doing it because I feel like everyone I keep saying this representation, representation, representation is you know is important. Um, But they because of that you know places. Um, Like China Or like Saudi Arabia They don't want Eternals played over there So they they banned it And you know You've had stars Like I remember I, I seen something That say Angelina Jolie Was like you know Kudos to Disney For sticking to their guns And not taking out That beautiful story element It was so subtle I've seen reactor YouTube reactors one Person I won't even I won't even give him The glorification of his name um, But I used to follow him Before I'm honestly he's lost me as A fan a while ago but I saw His little rant that he Did online circling around Everyone was pretty much dragging him He the first thing he said the movie was woke he Said he had to close his eyes because the Two fathers kiss it was like a It was like a two second peck and it was Like a goodbye kiss type thing it wasn't Anything that was over glorified or anything like that it was super normal we've seen many kisses from other people he said he had to close his eyes because he wasn't prepared to see that but yet in the same movie y'all had a whole sex scene like an actual sex scene the first sex scene i'm gonna say sex scene three times (laughs) not me going off because i'm ranting i'm upset they had a whole sex scene like people over here having sex like sccks sex like y'all over here getting naked Like skin out and everything like that, in a whole Marvel movie, I feel like that would have been more uncomfortable. If I would imagine bringing like your children, because this is a Marvel superhero movie, and you wasn't expected to see that, and all of a sudden they're having a whole like sex, right? You're like, that's when you cover your eyes, like, oh, and it's not to say there's nothing wrong with that, but that's something that was like, oh, I wasn't prepared to see that. Not a kiss, you had to close your eyes on a kiss, but not on the sex scene, where to do that at. You know what I mean So I feel like I feel like He's closeted homophobic um, He doesn't He doesn't want to say that He says he enjoys Quote unquote the gays But anyways I digress But um But yeah Also there is One of the characters One of the Eternals is You know She's um, She's mute um, She can definitely hear I think she can hear um, Or no Either she's deaf No she's deaf and, and you know So she, she is deaf But she does sign language And there's people Like getting on that Like how come They had to Make her if she, They're supposed to be All powerful beings How come she had to be deaf Like I don't understand And I'm just like Why are y'all complaining About the most I thought it was beautiful Like I had no problems Like reading the, the Subtitles I used to know A little sign language Because I you know Did a little bit At the church I used to go to Back in Orlando I didn't understand I didn't see the issue With it at all And honestly There's been a lot of people Coming out of this movie Who say they want to learn sign language I'm going to be real honest with y'all about something Like real, like super, super honest There's been times And I, I, I don't want to get too much into it Because I don't want to cry But there's been times I've gone to Disney And one of the most beautiful interactions That you, I would ever see That I've ever seen just in general Is having a child go meet a character See, I'm already getting like emotional having a child go meet a character and the the child is deaf and the child starts signing just out of nowhere and the character signs back and you just have that moment like i remember i saw it i saw a video i forgot who the character was i think it was an actual like human character it wasn't like a costume like a miniki or a mini or anything like that it was actual human character it could have been a princess or something like that that this little child went and saw and the child started signing and the character signed back and the mother was in tears and i'm over here like trying to fight tears like oh my god so i think that you know those moments you know it's nice to see now now a uh a, a little child who is deaf Or, you know, mute or anything like that They can watch this movie now and see themselves on screen I think that's the purpose behind representation When I say representation matters It's not for one demographic, it's for everyone So seeing, you know, two, a a couple that's, you know Same-sex couple that's brown and and black Having, you you know, a son live a very normal life You don't see that in a superhero movie So I didn't understand the problem with that at all i thought it was very beautiful i thought it was very touching you know it's nice to see people represent on screen so i didn't understand what that issue was but you know people had problems with that but anyways um i'm not gonna spend too much on that there was two post-credit scenes so i'm gonna go through both of them a little bit um i don't know too much about it one of them got me more excited than the other one I'm not even gonna lie Just because once I found out What the other one was This is also spoilery A little bit If you haven't seen the movie yet But if you have Stick with me The first one uh, Introduced a new side character Well I won't say side character But just introduced a new character Into the MCU's Eros A.K.A. Star Fox Brother of Thanos Um Harry Styles is actually playing that character. I heard about Harry Styles being in it because of a press screening that happened two weeks before the movie came out. It was the same night as the actual um, premiere over here in LA. They had a press screening up in, in New York, and immediately out of the press screening, people talked about it. It was like, oh, Harry Styles is in the MCU now, and everyone was like, what? Like, why would you do that? Like, why would you spoil that two weeks before the movie comes out? No one did it from the actual premiere, but yet y'all did it from the press screening. But I digress. But anyways. His ability is to control other people's emotions, including the ability to make um, anyone else fall in love with him. Um, He's also from Titan. So Thanos is from Titan. He's supposed to be the brother of Thanos. Why they look different, I'm not too sure. Maybe they have different moms, different dads, whatever the case may be, you know, I digress. But he pretty much shows up at the very end of the movie to let, you know, some of the characters know, I know where your people have gone, because at the very end, you had the big celestial show up and like take them away from Earth. So he shows up on their ship and was like, I know where they went. I can help you guys out he's not untethered so he's not tethered to the the celestials like the other eternals are which you you know brought up some discussions about thanos um because thanos is supposed to be technically a um an eternal as well or he's supposed to be a deviant he's he's there in the comics athena who was played by angelina jolie is cousins to thanos and um so the, I don't I don't know if that makes him an, an eternal himself or if he's a deviant I don't know what a, whatever the case may be, but I saw a theory online that was talking about what if Thanos trying to wipe away half of the universe was to stop the plan of the Celestials birthing in, in, on all these planets because pretty much what we learned from the Eternals movies is the reason why the, the Eternals was sent to Earth was to help it populate and grow so that way it got to a certain point the emergence can begin where the, the Celestial was born and it destroys Earth, right? Well, what if Thanos knew about this? That he learned this truth. So the reason why he wanted to, you know, snap away half of the population because um, uh, Ajax said it in the movie. It was like, you know, eternal snapping away half the universe stopped the progression of the the emergence he he stopped that so when everyone came back it gave enough energy to the earth to for the emergence to begin and that's what she was like we have seven days to get it done x y and z and all the other type of stuff so what if thanos was actually trying to save anything now i'm not gonna you know hero make a uh uh, a hero out of a villain i'm not gonna do that thanos is still crazy i digress. Um, He definitely threw Gamora off the side of the, the mountain And to her death so he can get a whole stone So he's still a villain in my eyes But I know a lot of people still look at him And be like oh no like That's zaddy or he didn't do anything wrong The only person The only villain I can honestly say that about Is Killmonger but that's a whole other conversation you Know about I can uh, kill still was very ruthless in what he was doing, but I, from being a black man, I can understand why he was doing what he was trying to do. So that's why I'm like, he's the only one I could be like, yeah, he's not really a villain, villain, but he's still a villain. But anyways, so that was the first one. The first, uh, end credit scene, the second one uh touches on Kit Harington's character in the movie who, um, who assumes a role as Black Knight. I don't know the story behind Black Knight, that's what I was saying before. Like, you know, Marvel is getting into that space to where you have to know these characters. Like, you know, I didn't know anything about Black Knight, I don't know anything about Eros or Star Fox, you know, I don't know anything about Eternals, but we're getting to the point where you have to start knowing these characters now and then you have to know the mythology and like the roots and the history behind all these characters so you know I'm not familiar with this character like I said but the biggest surprise actually came from the director so the pretty much the scene played out you see um, you know Kit Harington's character Kit Harington if you don't know he was from um, Game of Thrones he was Jon Snow but anyways he is in his room um Looking at this box And he's like Going back and forth Should I open it Should I not open it And like whatever And he like Goes to open up the box And there's like this blade I think it's called The ebony blade Or something like that And when he goes to touch it Like this little Like material It looks like You know A symbiote Like Venom Is like You know Trying to attach itself To him So there's a history Behind it I guess like The, the blade Sort of controls His owner and Or vice versa And there's like A whole history there But we all of a sudden Heard this this, like voice Like um, Off the camera And says Are you sure you want to do that Mr. Whitman But And then it cuts to black you don't see who it is Well um, Many people were speculating It could have been a Watcher Because we got the Watcher From What If but it actually turned out to be Mahershala Ali's Blade this was actually confirmed by the director Chloe Zhao and I think Kit Harington also confirmed it as well so this was Blade's first actual introduction into the MCU I'm super excited for that uh, Mahershala Ali says he's been very eager to actually get things started I'm really happy to see that he's taking on the mantle of Blade he actually called Kevin Feige up after he got a second Oscar it was like uh, Mr. Kevin Feige, you need a blade because I'm 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 here. <laughs> so I think that's really cool. Um, Wesley Snipes. also already gave him a seal of approval on Twitter. Was like Marherslo is going to do really good. Uh, you know I'm you know I'm happy to see him. Like whatever you know, because you know how some people can sometimes be like, oh you know, that's my only Iron Man or that's my only this or that's my only that. Like whatever. Mahershala is going to be great So I'm really excited about that But we like I said we have You know the second post credit scene From there gave us an introduction For Blade I think that one was a more subtle one Because unless you knew it was coming or Unless you knew what the connection was People were just like huh um, Okay you know and even me I was just like I wonder who that was I didn't know who it was but now that I know who it is I was like oh snap Like I actually got him to do it And that's really really cool so, like I said, overall, I enjoyed the Eternals. I definitely want to watch again. I'm definitely going to add it to my library of MCU content. I don't know where it would fall in. Probably won't be in my top ten. Maybe if I keep watching it, it wears on me a little bit more. Um, but I I enjoyed it. I don't think that the uh, the the low Rotten Tomato score is warranted. I definitely feel like it could be between 70 and 80. But that's just me personally. But anyways what do you guys think about the Eternals What do you guys think about the Disney Plus And all the different things that are coming there And what do you guys think about uh, Captain America having to still earn His right to be Captain America So anyways there you guys Have it thank you guys for checking out another Episode of the Movie Bugle Podcast Be sure to follow me on my Instagram page At the Movie Bugle you can also follow me on my Twitter page at the Movie Bugle And until next time I'll talk to you guys soon Bye